the most masterful asshole I have ever heard of. Welcome back, Mere Mortalites, to another edition of the Mere Mortals Book Reviews. Juan here, and I am here to bring you books which transcend you beyond your mere mortality, to bring you the juicy insights and all the details that come within, so you perhaps don't have to read it. And today, I have got for you Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Now, the first thing I'm going to call out as I'm holding it up, but if you're not watching this and you're listening to the audio, is that this thing is thick. It is a thick, thick book. Um, I tried to smash it out as quickly as possible, but it still took a little bit of time. It's quite small text. Um, let me give you a little bit of background as to uh, who Walter Isaacson is, because I wasn't completely aware of this before I actually started reading. So right at the back, I'm just going to read it straight out. Walter Isaacson, he used to, he is the CEO of the Aspen Institute uh, and was the chairman of CNN and the managing editor of Time Magazine. So that's probably the the big reason that he got such an insight into Steve Jobs and I'll get into that probably into the synopsis of the book as well. Um, and he's also re- um, written a lot of other books around uh, Einstein, Benjamin Franklin and the like. So Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, in itself, what is it? It's pretty self-explanatory. It is a biography around Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. And so what Walter's actually gone and done and tried to put together in this book is a sort of chronological order history of who Steve was. So all the way through from um, him actually being raised at his family, um, talking into a little bit around the fact that he was a... um, orphan or taken in by a different family, moving all the way through to starting at Apple, moving away from Apple and going to Next, going back to Apple, starting Pixar. Um, but the actual book itself, while it's laid out generally in a chronological order, it does tend to flip back and forth between different um, time periods and eras. So you'll actually find throughout the actual book that there'll be a theme, in particular, let's say Pixar. Uh, and it'll actually carry that on for quite a few years. And then it might actually flip back into the next section that might talk about uh, the very first time that he actually uh, came down with cancer. Um, other times, the, the book itself will gen- generally go through, um, the, I guess, the progress of particular products at Apple. So um, realistically, you get to see the insights as to how the original Mac came about, uh, the original design that came behind it. And you also get to see the absolutely raw and unfiltered view of who Steve Jobs was. Now, to me, I come from an era and I was born in 1992 and I didn't grow up with phones, but when I was a teenager, there was phones and there was the iPhone. Now, the iPhone came out around 2007. So for me, it was uh, almost almost in my lifetime, it was almost there as far as I can really recall being a, a person who uses phones. Now, someone who's younger than me, Hell, you might not even know really who Steve Jobs was. But this book lays out realistically who he is. And actually, there's a lot of comments that gets made in this particular book around by Walter where he said that Steve probably already knew that there was going to be pieces within this book that he wasn't going to enjoy because it does not hold back to the reality of who Steve was. You might have heard, you might know um, that Steve was pretty much an asshole. He was an asshole, whether that was because of how he was brought up Some people say he's very malevolent. Some other people say he was completely evil. Look, I more see it as someone who was, he was a person who was pure to the product, who wanted to deliver, um, you know, the best product out there. And there's a lot of stories within this book that actually showcase that. Now, what Walter tries to do is often 
Steve had this reality distortion field around him. And I can, I, I can kind of understand it. I, of, I sometimes, I'm, very much, I'm not comparing myself here to Steve, but I could see this reality distortion sometimes that I try to play. Um, but obviously his was just at another level. Um, and so a lot of the stories that get laid out on this book, this very thick book, are some that come straight from Steve and then Walter Watt then goes and tries to either compare that to the story that's being told by the other party, by the other side, just to get a little bit of a balance. It's not putting forward the, hey, this is actually the reality of what happened. Uh, a lot of the book in this biography goes through what Steve said, what Steve was thinking, as well as what were others thinking, what were the other, um, I guess, viewpoints towards all that. By the by, it's a very complete, very detailed autobiography. Now, onto some of the themes of the book. And one sentence that probably brings together a lot of the themes that I had reading through this book was, it is the people that dare to change the world that are the world changers. And I believe it was a slogan that Apple used um, sometime back in their history. Now, the reason I say this is, Steve himself was definitely a person who was daring to change the landscape when it was either through phones, through computers, into Pixar, into the movie making. Everything that he seemed to put his mind to, he wasn't doing it for the money. It didn't really sound like he was doing it for the fame either, although he was considered and you know, as you read through the book to be almost one of the greatest salesmen and marketers that there was in a bit of a left field kind of way. However, what he absolutely wanted to do was develop a product which was so unique, so amazing, not to the point of where you might go to an individual and say, hey, how could you, if I bring you this particular book or phone, how could you, you know, what would you like to see improved? And, you know, us as consumers, we might say, oh, I'd like a better camera, more megapixels, uh, longer lasting battery. However, Steve went through and more than likely a lot of other people that helped him out as well really look to redefine that idea. So if you, for those who can remember and might have used Blackberries back in the day, you know, we might have said that the best improvement on a phone was a, a faster Blackberry or a better Razor. But no, in fact, you know, the, the path that went down into the creation of what was the phone and obviously through the stories told um, in this book as well, uh, the Mac as well. So before that, everything looked quite ugly and you would not believe the level of detail and assholiness that... Steve would put forward in terms of getting the right circle. So I think it was a great, great story in this book, which related to um, basically the the wallpaper, if you like, or the, the page that you basically see when you don't move around the mouse too much. And at the beginning, I think the engineers had created basically like square shapes to come out and pop out. Now, remember, this is back in like the 1980s, I believe, um, somewhere around that time frame. So it's not like visual interpretations on a computer were, were widely accepted, uh, expected. So that was like a big thing at the time. Now, Steve enjoyed it, but he was really like, mm, it actually should be um, square. Actually, I think I believe it was circles and then he wanted it to be squares. Then they made them into squares. Then they wanted a little bit of a rounded angle. And yeah, you could just, there is so many stories in this book to sort of showcase how much time and effort Steve must have gone just to get the most tiniest little detail correct. Well beyond the point of, I'm sure what most people would want to do in, in exchange for getting the product out there and making money, not for Steve. Obviously, what it sort of showcased was, holy damn, he was gonna make the best product and he'd be damn if it ever went out without it being the best product. Um, so it is people like him who dare to change the world, who eventually change the world. But the other part of the theme is um, in, in above that, that purity, it also sort of comes with this 
standoffish, you know, anger, I guess passion for the product, less passion for the people. There are conversations here where Steve um, converses with a lot of people. There's a lot of people in this book. I'm not going to mention any names because there'd be too many to count. But it was very clear that everyone kind of knew that Steve had uh, almost like two, two speeds when he was talking about a particular idea or a person. Either it's freaking fantastic, he wants to do it, or it's absolutely shithouse, get out of here, it's terrible. And he didn't actually hold uh, back with absolutely anybody. He he was sort of, there's a couple of stories in there as well where he, he sort of showcases how Steve might have smooshed or helped out in terms of getting someone on the right side. But when it came to the idea, the product, or what he actually believed, he did not hold back. He had very little filter. Um, two more two more stories that maybe helped showcase this. Um, one was the one where... Ah, it was the the blue, I believe it was the blue of the original iMac that was coming out. And um, for those who might remember, you might want to Google this up. Um, it was a computer which was quite a deep computer and it was almost like an oval, obeloid shape. Um, and it came in different colors. Now, one of them was blue. Now, the marketing uh, that was coming out along the time also had these different fancy colors that were being showcased. However, Steve was not happy with the type of blue that the marketing team was using. They're using an external one at the time. And there was just was pages and pages of conversation around how Steve, you know, got extremely angry at the marketers because it wasn't the right blue and they completely fucked it up. Like they completely ruined it. Um, and he actually, Walter actually has a little excerpt, excerpt from somebody who must have apparently seen Steve Jobs in a car, parked at a random place, uh, parked incorrectly, obviously on like disabled car parks, screaming into his phone. And what was probably noticeable to, to see was that he was talking about something about it's not blue enough. So, you know, the the, the problem there is that you probably lose sight of a lot of other things in the, in the chase of purity of the product. Yes, it's probably what made Steve great. It's also what made Steve uh, either hated or made people really, really annoyed by it. Um, another theme that actually goes through this book um, is Bill Gates. So probably uh, you probably couldn't make a Steve uh, Jobs biography without a little bit of Bill Gates thrown in there. And the book does really well in just showing that that interplay between Microsoft and Apple all the way from the beginning uh, through to what, you know, what Steve really felt about Bill Gates and what I didn't actually realize that Bill Gates actually thought he was pretty much an asshole as well for a lot of the times, uh, all the way through to those final sort of panels that they did very late uh, into Steve Jobs' life. Um, Finally, the connections um, that showed through in this book were amazing. So the way that Steve would try to connect to other people wasn't just simple, uh, yeah, look, can you go and reach out to this person to try and make it happen? Um, Or perhaps, look, give it a bit of time. No, right? If you've got any idea of what Steve Jobs is he seems like a person who's just going to get whatever he wants when he wants it. Um, and there's, again, so many stories and examples in the book where he would call up someone directly 2 in the morning, 1 a.m., or repeatedly for two weeks straight until he got the person that he wanted to talk to to get the outcome. Again, you want to get an outcome done? You want to get things done right? Sure, that's a one way to do it. Um, what else gets lost in the process? That's the, that's the debates and the balance that you have to play out as well. Um, and finally, um, I guess at the end of the book as well, it just goes through to the, the pains, the struggles that Steve sort of went through with his cancer battles. Again, with his field distortion, there, there was a lot of times right at the beginning where he basically was publishing out to everyone and even to himself trying to internalize it that, yep, I'm healed, I'm all better, I'm all good, don't worry about me. Um, but realistically, you know, if you have to probably come to stop, 
rationalized it a little bit. He was quite sick for a very, very long time. And so that's what you see towards the tail end of his life. He was very skinny. Um, yeah, he was on a fruitarian basically died for most of his life, but his food and diet got really, really bad all the way till the, the end. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't set out in a sad way. I guess it was set out in a very realistic way to actually showcase who Steve Jobs really was. Personal takeaways, uh, for me from this book was now I used to be a product owner. Was, was in a position of a product owner. Still looking after uh, a few products in a couple of different spaces. But what it did make me think was, wow, Steve Jobs and a couple of other people in this world, they've produced products or ideas that are amazing. They're fantastic. And you can see through the stories how you do it. You know, you absolutely go after it. You want to make sure you get things done. Um, you sometimes uh, have to, you know, burn some bridges you have to push people over you have to do what you need to do to essentially win to succeed now to steve it wasn't the money it was the getting the best product out there and changing the landscape changing the world for the better in that particular instance my personal takeaway i went uh, i get that i see that there are some places and, and some of the stories that were told that i wait i'd go yeah i could see how perhaps i could be a little bit more assertive or i'm already am so you know watch out for that but um the, other, in other spaces, I went, look, between the balance of being so assertive and being so dominant or being so um, careless for other people's uh, emotion or being so black and white between this is shit or this is good, I think it misses out on a lot of the art, maybe a lot of the joy, maybe a lot of the, the vision that maybe other people have and ideas that other people have. Nothing to take away from Steve, but I think what most often gets said is, and the biggest takeaway again that I take out of this was just because Steve Jobs was able to be successful and so was Apple, it wasn't because he was such an asshole or because he was so dominant or because he told people that he was either shit or good. It was in spite of the fact that he was like that. He was... He, he was able to, whether through luck, through obviously hard work and the people around them, that in spite of the way that he was and his personality, he was able to still create two wonderful, huge companies, which are Pixar and Apple. So take that as you will. Um, finally, my, my rating for this particular book, I gave it a 7 out of 10. <clears throat> Walter Isaacson's writing is awesome, uh, very detailed, especially if you want to know like the nitty gritty. There was aspects through here that I went, okay, I'm going to skip out a page here because it got into such level of detail around engineering and people talking and specifications that I went, whoa, that's really deep. But if you enjoy that, if you want to really get that detail, hell, it's all in there, right? It's a thick 500 plus page book. You're going to get plenty of it and all the references and the people that he talked to. So would I recommend you read it? I would recommend if you enjoy Apple, if you don't know <clears throat> who Steve was in the sense of how he came about to understand and build products, uh, or you have only heard of him from you know passing articles and news. This autobiography by Walter Isaacson is super complete and will really give you a good idea of who he truly was. So me and Mortalites, that is all for now. I hope you enjoy the book review. Let me know if you've read Steve Jobs at all. And as always, we are a value for value enabled podcast. So if you want to drop a boostgram or you want to send out a little message, make sure you're utilizing any of the podcasting 2.0 apps out there. For now, that's all. Me and Mortalites, one out.